Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Wednesday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harridge here with the Daily VRA Investing Podcast. Hope everybody had a good day today. Not so much in the market. As a matter of fact, this is back-to-back days where we've had a pretty terrible uh, smart money hour compared to where we were. Um, if you've been joining us here, and if you follow us, so if you're a member of the VRA, well, you know what we've been saying is that we've hit extreme overbought on our primary short-term momentum oscillator, which is stochastics and, and the way we have it set up in the VRA investing system. And uh, the reason that's significant, it typically isn't, frankly. In the past, you hit overbought on stochastics, extreme overbought. That just says, uh, hey, you know what? Uh, you're going in the right direction, and this is, a, this is a good market. It's got a lot of momentum behind it. And now we want to see RSI relative strength. We want to see money flow, MFI. We want to see those begin to pick up speed. And now they play catch up. That's that's the relationship uh, from a purely technical point of view. But from March of this year to September, a really important period, by the way, because that's when we had an internal correction, an internal bear market, frankly. Most stocks were down 20% or more. It was an ugly time frame, but nobody really talked about it. Because the broad market, right, SP 500, NASDAQ, Dow Jones, they kept going higher, driven by about 10 stocks. And so, you know, everybody was frankly just like kind of quiet about it because, you know, you don't want to be the guy that's not making money when the market's hitting all time high after all time high, right? You feel like a loser talking about that. And people do. And so they didn't. They didn't talk about it. We did here uh, because we're realists and we understand that, so what? Markets, uh, no two markets are the same. But the repeating pattern that we've seen again since March of this year to September has been once stochastics reach extreme overbought, the markets begin to go lower. We're at extreme overbought, and we have been now for a couple days, and that's on every major index except for the Russell 2000 small caps. So our view has been, look, we're fully positioned. We added a lot of uh, positions here. I say a lot. Uh, we, we use leverage ETS to, to, to time and trade the market. And then we have a portfolio of growth stocks uh, that we don't time the market with those. Those are long-term holdings. We add to positions. We use monthly dollar cost averaging with those. But for our leverage ETS, we absolutely time the market. That's what, that's what, that's what we do here. And uh, frankly, we've been pretty good at it over the years. We've, we've, made a lot of, we've, made, we've been fortunate to make a lot of money off the markets, both up and down. Uh, we don't care if we're in a bear market or a bull market. We just, it doesn't matter to us, right? Direction is direction. Price action is price action. And that's why it's important to have the discipline of some kind of a system that you use, right? That says, okay, this is when I'm going to be long. This is when I'm going to be short. These are my telltale signs I'm looking for to initiate those long positions or the short positions. And again, we're, we're long right now. We're fully invested. We could probably add another one or two positions. Uh, frankly, I think we're getting close to taking profits in a couple other positions we have. We'll free up some liquidity. But the point I'm trying to make here is that this is a time for discipline in, in our view. And we've taken the same approach in our options uh, portfolio with the we call parabolic options. We have no positions. We've taken profits in, the, in all those positions. We're now in cash 100% because discipline tells us right now that when you reach this level of overbought, certainly since March, because again, the repeating pattern stochastic hitting extreme overbought, this is the time to really to just do nothing, uh, nothing additionally anyway. And it's time to let the market play out. And let's see, is this going to be a pattern change? Or is that same personality of this market going to remain in place that's been in since March? So far, it looks like it may. Dow Jones said he finishing down two, pretty much right at the lows today, down 266. We had nice gains uh, in the Dow and NASDAQ 
And SP of 100 pretty much throughout the day, again, to the, to the last hour, and then everything kind of went to shit. Dow Jones finishing down 266 at 35,490. Again, we're coming off all time highs here, folks. We're not saying sell, 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 and oh my God, oh my God. We're not saying any of that. We're just saying that we like we like using discipline at a time like this, and it wouldn't surprise us to see a little bit of weakness here. Matter of fact, we, we kind of hope we do. We kind of we think it'll be healthy, uh, so we don't start hitting extreme robot across the board, what we call extreme robot on steroids, and then that's when you get the real big uh, downdrafts when you get uh, a little crazy. The other point though is that the fear and greed index, our, our sentiment uh, indicators and surveys, are just uh, reaching kind of crazy levels. They're approaching those anyway. The Fear and Green Index at 71 yesterday. Tyler spent a lot of time talking about this yesterday, along with, and by the way, thank you for your feedback. Tyler got into some old favorites of his, talking about Ayn Rand yesterday. And, uh, um, you know, he's uh, uh, Atlas Shrugged, of course, uh, is his favorite Ayn Rand book, and uh, who is John Galt. And Tyler covered that yesterday with some really interesting and, frankly, pretty depressing uh, 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 characteristics that look very similar to where we are now, to those dystopian novels that she wrote some seventy years ago, and um, you know it's time it's time we have to fight back. Tyler covered that yesterday as well, and uh, again it's 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 there recorded. If you didn't get a chance to listen to it, I encourage you to go back and listen to it. I'm I'm now because of that going back and rereading Atlas Shrugged again. It's been a long time since I've read it. it I think the timing feels right now, unfortunately. Uh, but again, sentiment's gotten uh, a little bit juiced up, and so again, we're we're just uh, we're we're playing the discipline game here. Nasdaq today finished actually finished flat again, sharp gains throughout the day, over a, well over a hundred points in the Nasdaq. Again, last hour gave it up. Again, could just coming off all time highs though, fifteen thousand two thirty five, uh, SP five hundred down twenty three of the day, and uh, right at the lows. And Russ two thousand actually was our loser, down one point nine percent. What's interesting about the Russ 2000 down 1.9% is we like the chart pattern. It's been in a, it's had a, it's been in a sideways channel now for most of the year. And I'll tell you straight up, the, the direction of the market will be the direction that the Russell 2000 breaks out of this channel. Pull up a chart. You'll see it pretty clearly. Uh, we share with our uh, parabolic folks today. It's, a, it's, it's had uh, three to four touches on both the upside and the downside of this channel and the Russ 2000 IWM. If you're looking for the ETF to, to use there, IWM. And um, it's going to break out upside or downside. And that will be the direction that the rest of the market goes. So uh, we're actually looking at an opportunity right now in the Rust 2000 uh, for parabolic options. And it, again, down 1.9% today. It's now reaching the most oversold levels of any of the broad market indexes. And what's interesting about that is that going back about 50 years, small caps, are your top performers. We're getting to the best three months of the year, really the best seven months. But these next three months for the Dow Jones, SP500, and NASDAQ are the three best months for those three broad market indexes, right? November, December, January. and uh, But small caps outperform all of them. So we're looking for opportunities there. And again, this is a great time to be long the market. Just need a little more fear. Probably people got a little too, little too uh, sure that the market couldn't go lower. That's almost always when it does. Also, note today, <clears throat> the uh, ten-year. You know, if you've been joining us here for a long time, you know that we've been uh, we've been super bullish on bonds for a long time. Meaning, we believe rates were going to go a whole lot lower, and that's exactly what happened. And uh, you know, again, we love being contrarians. It just feels right to us. But you can't just be a contrarian for contrarian's sake. You know, there's got to be actually some uh, some reasoning behind it. 
And our reasoning on, on yields has just always been that we are now, this is it. This is the way. We, we, financial engineering is here to stay. It has been for a long time. Started with Japan. And of course, after the financial crisis, it really kicked in here in the U.S. with quantitative easing. And now it's just on steroids, right? And it can't stop. It can't ever stop. <clears throat> and I think the powers that be know this. And that means we're going to have a, a lot more QE. They talk about tapering. And I'm telling you, folks, when I hear them talk about it, I literally laugh out loud. Now, I've been doing this a long time. I'm not trying to sound like an asshole or anything uh, or know-it-all even. But what I know is that next year is an election year. And I know the Federal Reserve is not going to do anything that's going to hurt the Democrats' chances of winning. <clears throat> the Democrat Party... <clears throat> Give me. It really should rename the whole thing because it's not Democrats and Republicans. It's the permanent ruling class. They all are in this together. Now, you've got your good people, right? You've got good Republicans. You've actually got some good Democrats. Not as many as you used to, but there are some very good Republicans. The problem is they're vastly outnumbered by the scam artists that are there. It's their hustle. It's their hustle. It's a retirement plan. It's how they get power. It's how they make their connections. It's how they trade on inside information and they can't be charged with it, like, like Pelosi, etc. Um, and um, we just have that's, – that's it. That's the system. It's the permanent ruling class. But the permanent ruling class also includes the Federal Reserve. Again, the system, right? The swamp, the deep state. And there's just no way that the Federal Reserve is going to start tapering aggressively into an election year. Because the market ain't going to go up without QE. It's just not going to happen. And that's why we no, have nothing more, but more of it. Uh, now, I say that there's so much liquidity in the system. Now, frankly, this market is going to be propelled higher for some time. I'm not saying we have to have more QE for the markets to go higher. I'm just telling you we're going to have more QE and the markets will continue to go higher. This is, this is what inflation is all about, folks. And, and when it, with inflation hits, you gotta, you know, you got you to you find a way to beat it, right? We know it's going to be passed down to the consumer. We know this. We know higher taxes will be passed down to us, right? They're never borne by the billionaire class or the elites, the permanent ruling class. They're always Inflation and, and higher taxes are always borne by us. And, uh, you know, again, you don't have to be a real smart person to know this, but there's not a lot of really smart people on the left today. They buy into this nonsense of let's tax the billionaires. It's, just, <laughs> it's the same song and dance, isn't it, all the time? And, and it's some really, really stupid people that fall for it every time. But we know the truth. And frankly, it looks like, a, I'll just segue a little bit here. Again, rates are going lower. More QE, not less. This is the way financial engineering, the permanent ruling class, uh, our, uh, our, our great uh, masters of the financial universe, they run the show now. And it'll work until they choose for it not to. And that day will come. That day will come. We'll know what to look for. Uh, we'll know what to look for. We'll look for a lot of selling pressure. That's when you know central banks are selling. They're the ones that are selling, like we saw in March of last, February of last year. Think back to that, right? Th then you know who's really doing the selling. That's your sign to get the you know what out. Um, but I also want to talk just for a second about Biden because you know we've taken a little bit of heat for this. We actually have it in our new book. Tyler covered the new book yesterday. The big bribe also. We have a part in the book about, about Biden, and we made a comparison to Bill Clinton. Um, we stay, I stand by that. Uh, the, the comparison is Bill Clinton was, 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 a, was a, a scumbag. He was a, a scumbag that uh, you know, uh, molested and slept with, took advantage of a 20-year-old intern uh, doing horrible things to her, to this little girl. 
in the Oval Office. Of course, he got impeached for it by the House, didn't follow through in the Senate. Uh, and so Biden is a scumbag, too. He's a scumbag with a scumbag family. And, of course, he was placed into office. It was a whole rig show. We, we know all these facts. These are <laughs> anyone, anyone that says that didn't happen. You, if someone says that, you know you're either talking to a, a, a complete idiot or someone that uh, is just a liar. It's, you, that's, there, is no, there is no third option there. So it's time to move past these what if, what if, or allegedly or hypothetically or whatever, right? It happened. And, uh, but the point I'm trying to make here about Biden and Clinton is that as big a scumbag as Clinton was, the stock market had its best eight-year run ever under a president. The market average gains were 28% a year. Again, we cover this in the new book. And this could be the parallel to Biden. Now, I don't think he's going to serve eight years. Uh, I don't even know that he's going to serve four years. But the point I'm making is, is that look at what, what, what has Biden gotten past? Name one thing that Biden's gotten past. You can't because he's got nothing big past. We found out today that his uh, spending bill is now the billionaire's tax is being cut from it. Imagine that, right? Imagine that. They, they can't get anything in it that he wanted. Everything's being pared back. At the end of the day, they'll get, they'll get a deal passed, but it won't be three and a half to $5 trillion. Now, with the leverage they use, it probably will be, frankly. Uh, they play all kind of games with it. But we're looking at something like more in the ballpark of $1.5 to, to maybe $1.9 trillion. Still a lot of money we don't need to throw to the system. That's where the inflation is coming from, obviously. Uh, every time you print more money, the money you have right now is worth less. That is, that is the only definition of inflation. There is no other definition of inflation. And anyone that says there is, again, is either a liar or an idiot. There, are, there is no, again, I, I hate to be, I know I sound like a jackass a little bit today, but there is no middle ground there. Uh, that is the very definition of inflation. And if you find an economist that won't admit that, then you know you're talking to somebody that's on the Fed's payroll, as most of them are. Call them out on it, folks. Call, put, make them squirm a little bit, right? Light them up because they'll never, they'll never go on TV and say anything like this, and we know it's exactly the truth. They're all being paid by the Fed. They'll never, ever put that uh, paycheck in jeopardy. Uh, you know, they want to stay. I mean, this is Hunger Games, folks. We're, we're in Hunger Games territory now. Right. This is this is this is where we are. You know, uh, we have the has and the have nots and there is no middle ground there either anymore, unfortunately. Um, so, again, not a great smart money hour today. We see also seeing some liquidity, seeing some liquidity here that's starting to leave the market just a little bit. But I want to tell you about a couple of tells that we're watching here. Uh, cryptocurrencies. Bitcoin used to be the tell. Bitcoin was the tell for the markets for about three years. It was really interesting. It led by about two weeks, both on the upside and downside. Well, uh, we, you know, we, we, we've sold Bitcoin. Uh, I, I, I've taken some heat on that too, uh, but it's a hit 767,000. Now it's back down below 59,400. I think with the, uh, the launch of the ETFs, I think, uh, I think, I think some of the, I think some of the juice is about, is coming out of this. And I, I, I have my own personal reasons for it as well. Again, I, I think that uh, I think Bitcoin's here to stay, uh, but it's going to move in big waves. It's not going to be a straight straight moonshot to a hundred thousand or even a million dollars of Bitcoin. Uh, if they don't outlaw it, it'll hit both those levels at some point in time. Uh, but uh, anyway, right now, both oil and cryptocurrencies, I think, are the tell here. Oil today was down sharply, and uh, and cryptos again leaking a little bit here. So uh, maybe watch those a little bit. Again, we're not looking for a big pullback. But we are looking for an opportunity to buy at lower prices. 
Um, all right, Biden is a lame duck. That's very good for the markets. All right, if he can't get anything passed, and, and, and if he can't do it now, I mean, after next year with this uh, red tsunami that looks to, you know, unless they rig this thing again, just a massive red wave, 60, 70, 80 seats that Republicans pick up in the House, take back the House and the Senate, and then Biden won't get anything passed. He'll be an executive order president, which means really nothing. And he'll he'll, 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 uh, he'll, he'll uh, uh, announce orders by decree, and uh, like this vaccine mandate. That there's, there, that, that he hadn't even put out a, a, an executive order on that. That was just a tweet or, uh, I don't know, a pronouncement, right? Um, but that'll be the kind of president, pretty much like Obama was after, you know, in his second term, an executive order president only. Um, but the markets love having a lame duck. They love gridlock in D.C. Remember that. I think it also helps to explain why the markets are going higher. It's just, I think there's very little damage that Biden, Obama, there's very little damage that Biden can do at this point. Um, I know it didn't feel that way, but from big picture stuff, again, he's got nothing big passed. What big is he going to get passed? You hate to never say never because you can't trust this left at all. Again, communists have a completely different game plan in store here for us here, as Tyler again covered yesterday. Uh, but uh, the dystopian world we live in. But uh, so far, so good. Uh, the markets seem to think Biden's a lame duck, and I, I think that is the case. Um, what else today? Um, got to mention these vaccines got passed for kids. You know, Pfizer vaccine, my God. What parent? What parent would, would let their ch- child take? Kids are not at risk. Again, less than 500 kids. This is data from two weeks ago. Might be a little higher. I doubt it because we're talking about 500 kids that died with coronavirus, not from, with coronavirus, right? A thousand kids die every year, roughly a thousand kids die every year from drowning. So we've had in the last almost two years now, about 2,000 kids that have drowned uh, and, and died from drowning. And we've had less than 500 kids that have died with coronavirus. And so why, why do they need a vaccine? Obviously, they don't need a vaccine. This is about something much, much different. We're doing some research on some other things now that are very troubling about what these vaccines may really be about. Um, you know, I just, uh, like a lot of you, probably everybody listening to this, you know, we, we look at this and go, what, what an insane world we live in. And again, one, one more time to Tyler's podcast yesterday. This is the game plan of communists. This is their this is their number one strategy. Not one of. This is their number one strategy when they're taking over society is to demoralize the people by any means necessary. And of course, they own the government right now. I'm talking about communists. They own universities, right? They 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 own corporate America. They've worked their way into so many of these positions, but they are the minority. They, they're, in a, they're in positions of power, but they're still the vast minority. They, we just need a real leader to come forward, you know, and uh, I, Trump could have been that guy. Uh, personal opinion is that, that, that he can still be a leader of this movement, but I don't think he'll be president in 2025. I don't think he'll run. I think it'll be DeSantos or someone like him. But we just need a strong leader to stand up and start calling it what it is. got to call this out. And that's the problem that I think Tyler and I both have is – there's nobody really that's calling this out for what it is. A communist attempted takeover by communism of America. And you've got to call it what it is. Uh, we think the evidence is crystal clear this is what it is. And a big part of that, again, is the craziness of the news, the fake news. 
this forced vaccinations. Why, right? It's demoralization. It just it forces you to lose your willpower and to say, I, I give, I, I give. And once, they, once you do that, they got you. That's why we got to stay strong. And uh, I know that's why, you, uh, thank you, by the way, that's why you join our podcast every day. We're not going to stop talking about it uh, because we know we're right. And when you, when, you, when you believe in your heart that you're right about something, you must passionately speak about that topic. And then it encourages other people to do the same. Keep doing it. We'll keep doing it because the good guy's going to win this. Fascists lose in the end. Communists, look at communism. It's lost all over the world. This is kind of their last attempt. But boy, they are, they're coming together at the right time. Of course, all, all now based around the, the pandemic that we call coronavirus insanity. Um, let's take a look today at our sector. First, the internals. Uh, again, this is, again, uh, another point. I probably should level this. Not good. The internals have just not been great. Uh, you know, today, again, the NASDAQ today, when the NASDAQ was up 120 points, uh, advanced decline was 2 to 1 negative on NASDAQ. That, that is not healthy. Uh, volume did finish uh, not about $600 million uh, worth of trading, more negative than to the upside. So it was a loss, but not terrible. But again, the NASDAQ was, was flat today. You sh- we shouldn't be having this conversation at this point in the game. NASDAQ advanced decline did finish down uh, better than 2 to 1 negative, 2.5 to 1 negative. NYSE was, was pretty hideous, frankly. Uh, what is this? Uh, 4 four to 1 negative on volume, NYSE. And uh, 2.5 to 1 also. 2.5 two to 1 negative advanced decline for NYSE. And we also had, by the way, it was the trifecta. We had losses across the board today, folks, of uh, new 52 week highs to lows. So, again, probably more just to pause than anything else, but we wouldn't be surprised to see it gone for a few more days before we have a, a really good tradable bottom. We're watching oil, watching cryptocurrencies. I think those are good tells to watch here. And, of course, the 10-year as it continues to plummet back down. We think by 1%, <laughs> I, I, I've been saying by year-end that might be a little aggressive, but we think the 10-year is going back below 1% yields as the real economy continues to really struggle. This is Obama's third term. It's just what it is. hate to say that, but, folks, that's what it is. Um, in our uh, sector watch today, again, not a pretty picture here, 9 of 11, S&P 500 sectors been slower, led to the downside by energy, down 2.8%. Again, oil was down sharply today. Uh, again, it's shake out, good. We're looking for buying opportunity anyway. Financials down 1.7%. I've never liked financials. Materials down 1.4%. Uh, even though financials have been right, I've been wrong. I just don't care for them. When's the last time you went into a bank? When's the last time you went into a bank? There's a lot of real estate folks that's sitting there doing nothing. Communication services up 1%, and that was really the only sector that was higher on the day-to-day to speak of. And uh, finally, commodity wash today. Uh, gold today up five dollars an ounce. It's just it's coma. It's in, it's comatose. Seventeen ninety eight. Feel like we've been saying the exact same price now for I don't know twenty seven years. Silver up four cents an ounce at twenty four fourteen. Copper down eleven cents at four thirty eight a pound. Uh, oil today again down two sixty a barrel at eighty two oh six. And Bitcoin down twenty six hundred at fifty nine thousand four hundred. Folks, as always, really appreciate you joining us. Keep your feedback coming. And if you're not a member already, come and join us. Uh, get our daily updates, our portfolio, all our picks, see what we're recommending and what we're forecasting for the markets. But I will, I got I to gotta say this. Trump media. Trump media. This is my new, uh, this is my new Tesla. Okay. Uh, for those that don't know, I bought Tesla at 42 and uh, everybody, they didn't have a car. You know I mean? It was like, it was a hype job according to the, the short sellers. This Trump media, just this, this, I wouldn't say it this way unless I really believed it. 
It doesn't matter how strongly you feel about it because I know how strongly I feel about it. My conviction of this is that strong. And I love the fact the shorts are coming in. This is going to be, this is the Elon Musk story all over you and Tesla. I know they're totally separate companies, different companies. I get it. I know that uh, Musk is a brainiac uh, engineer and that Trump is a brainiac businessman, politician, whatever. Uh, and they're different companies. But think about the parallels here. Very interesting. Tesla has a cult following. Trump media, cult following, right? All the different areas that Trump media is growing into, very similar to what Tesla's done, growing into not just cars, but solar, yeah, a, a, a battery, energy, conservation, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, this is, and the shorts are going to love this story. Talk about Trump media. They, they, they just can't believe Trump is going to succeed. This is, a, this is a great setup here because that means the shorts are going to come piling into this just like they did with Tesla. And, if you, and, and, and that just means the move higher will be all that more drastic and dramatic when it begins. I'd also encourage you, if you remember, we talked about this a lot at the time, not just with Tesla over the years, but more recently with AMC and GameStop, talking about the uh, Gamma Squeeze. Gamma squeeze is when investors load up on way, way out of the farthest out of the money calls you can find on a particular company. They did it with Tesla, did it with AMC, did it with GameStop, and it forces market makers to, 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 to come in and buy stock. They have to hedge their position in effect, and it creates a wave of buying. And you should just check out the out of the money uh, uh, Trump media that symbols DWAC. Check out, it was up uh, 10% today, uh, up one point today, about 19%. But check out the out-of-the-money calls. I'll just pull up real quick. The, this is for November the 19th, okay? This is the, uh, the third week of November, the primary option series. They've got calls. Strike prices go out to, um, I think it's 170. Let me just double-check that. 180 now. They've extended it further. Uh, again, it stocks at 65. They have called out to 180 for the November 19th series. Uh, and that is the next option set. And ju just check out the open interest in the volume and see what I'm talking about. People are already beginning to, uh, to try to make this a gamma squeeze. It's early. For this to work, you need, you know, you need time, and you need it to continue, uh, and you need more shorts. But that's in the process of happening now. Uh, I think it's going to be Grand Slam. We have a position in it here and uh, in the VRA, and uh, we'll, we'll update you on it from time to time. But again, come and join us. You'll hear us talk about it pretty much every day. All right, folks, thanks again. Have a great night. We'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.